Hey everyone and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast presented by Popped Off, where each and every week we dive into the anime alongside its characters, lore, and so much more. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me I have Dylan Beal and James Graham to help me through episode four of Demon Slayer and a couple more for these next couple weeks. Yeah, this is like it's it's some good stuff. I I do like doing it like this. Um, I guess because on our end we're watching like three at a time, recording three at a time, and it's great because I love this show. I just want to keep watching it, and I just want to blast through all of it in like two days. But this is helping me slow down a little bit. Just even with the introdu- like the introduction, you sound so much more excited about the show now <laughs> than you did the last three episodes. Because this is when shit starts to get really wild. We start meeting more characters. The action started happening finally. So, like, just even compared to the last episode, which we recorded two days ago, your excitement level... That was, was also in the morning, so okay? That higher. was that was also in the morning. True. I was a little tired. This is, like, an evening recording, so I'm, like, I'm peak right now. I'm good to go. I'll go, yeah. True, true, true. James, how you doing? I'm good, man. It, like, rewatching it is uh, is really nice, um, especially where I've just been engrossed in the manga for so long and I haven't watched the actual show itself in a minute. It's nice to go back to it and be like, oh... This is like it, it kind of like reignites it and being like this is why I really like the show. This is why I really like the series. Um, and like I mean, not to say the manga is bad where I'm at right now. I'm very much enjoying it as well. But it's just nice to have the animation. The animation sold me initially, and it's like reselling me again. Absolutely. But let's go through a regular roll so we can jump into this uh, episode's recap. Make sure you tell all your friends about us because it's great when you get your friends to listen to us because then it's just more people and you get to talk with it about the about it with them and about it with us. Um, make sure you leave a five-star review because it's super, super important uh, to leave that five-star review so we get uh, good traction on the podcast. Yeah, if you have any uh, feedback or uh, you know questions about the show or about us or our thoughts about the show, anything that we may have like skipped over, anything like that, let us know over on Twitter at pop underscore off, or you can contact us at email at contact. Oh my god, contact at poppedoff.com. There we go. We got through it. A little bit of a struggle there, but we'll jump right into the episode four recap, which is titled Final Selection. Two years after Nezuko's transformation, Tanjiro finally leaves for Final Selection, while Nezuko stays behind, still sleeping with Urodaki. God damn it. Help me out here, James. Yeah, Urodaki. No, Urodaki. Oh my god, I can't do it now. You screwed me up. Urodaki. Thank you. Urodaki. Urodaki. Okay, so I think I was on that time. I'm sorry, we're good. Tanjiro is warned that older demons who have consumed more humans develop new powers, and he, um, Urodaki gives um, him a fox smack similar to the siblings and Urodaki's that has a warding spell on it to help protect him. Tanjiro mentions Abito and Makamo to Urodaki, um, which startles him, wondering how he knows the name of those dead children. Upon reaching the mountain, Tanjiro sees Blooming Wisteria and a number of other teenagers, they are greeted by a pair of girls who tell them about the demons imprisoned on the mountain due to how much they hate Wisteria, which blooms year-round. They must enter the area at the top of the mountain and survive for seven days to become an official member of the Demon Slayer Corpse. As soon as Tanjiro enters the mountain, he is quickly ambushed by two demons and uses water breathing and the special Neutrin Sword from Urodaki to quickly kill them. He smells a horrid smell and sees another teenager... Um, running from a massive demon that has a dead teenager in his hands, Tanjiro quickly tries to save the teenager still alive and running away. 
The demon asks for the year in his rage when he learns that another heir has passed since he's been imprisoned here. He curses Uradaki for capturing him. We learn that the demon has eaten at least 50 applicants, and Tanjiro will be the 14th student of Uradaki's he's eaten, which he recognizes by the mask. The demon recalls eating Sabido and Makamo, which enrages Tanjiro as he attacks straight on. Sabido's and Makamo's ghosts sit on the boulder, wondering if Tanjiro could beat the killer. Sabido is now worried as he is stronger than even he was, who up to that point it sounded like he was the strongest of all the applicants. Tanjiro targets the demon's weak spot, which is the demon's neck. Uh, but the demon's neck is too strong as even we saw Sabido's um, sword trying to cut through it. But Tanjiro's strike, however, severs the neck clean and the episode ends there. Short recap, but goddamn, when I remember seeing the first time seeing that giant demon... I don't even know. I mean, this is pretty crazy because it's like the first time we realized that like demons could take on other forms, I guess, because like this, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm like a snowball, just gathering <laughs> up all the lore. I'm just gathering it all up. And this is another addition. So we, we, we definitely learned that demons don't have to necessarily take on the form of, you know, just that plain humanoid thing. They could look different, especially if they're older and they have been eating for a long time. Yeah, and this is the first blood art that we've been introduced to as well. Sorry, James, you can go on. No, no, actually, I don't think it's technically a blood art. It's not, it's just, he's just a different form, but I don't think he actually... No, I almost feel like with how the arms kind of, like, I don't, I feel like it wasn't a coincidence that we are introduced to blood arts, and then how his arms can kind of go through the ground and shoot yeah. straight out from him. Yeah, I feel I, like I that, that has well. to be, like, I assume anything that a certain demon can do mm -hmm. that others can't do counts as a blood art. And not every demon can do that, so I would classify that in my head as a blood art. That may just be headcanon, but it seems to match the general description of one. Okay. All right. Well, it, it was true. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Yeah, 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 They're yeah. Now we, now we got that reveal for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? I mean, I felt so, like, once I looked up that thing, and it was like, oh, they attract spirits, whatever. I was like, okay, that makes sense. It makes sense that they're dead. Um, but now the realization that... Uradaki just sends off kids to keep dying by this demon over and over and yeah. over again is horrifying. 13. And he continues to send them like after just stop. Like, seven. I'm like, I'd be like, I like, I don't care how strong you are. After seven, I don't think I could do another one. But I think like okay, ten. I'm like, you're pushing it. But fourteen. Well, I think the big thing is too is Orokodaki never knew that. They were like they were being targeted, like they're being targeted because Orokodaki sent that True. specific demon there, right? So he probably just thought, well, none of them are, none of them are cutting it, like, like you know what I mean? Yes and no, but didn't he say like afterwards he said, um, so you killed the mutated beast, and then it was like a pause. Then he said, finally, that made it almost yeah. sound like he did know. I think he knew like somehow, some way. Like I, I chalk it up to just like uh, I, he he knows the plot he gets it it's whatever <laughs> he knows the plot yeah yeah I mean um, like it, it makes me question like why he just like didn't go and like deal with it himself like, he was getting pissed off about like constantly because sending it's training I mean I guess it's so. a training area it's it's not for him and like I guess yeah that's like the biggest gatekeeper is like one incredibly strong demon I mean yeah it, it's a good gatekeeper and rightfully so because it it keeps the numbers incredibly small to only those who are super worthy which. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I think this is the the first chance we also get to see, um, uh, the the water breathing as well. Like, it, I, 
think holy yeah the animation right there it is that's where the animation starts getting really good yeah incredible like, it is beautiful it's the it's the two it's the two differing styles that does it for me so much and them being like one on top of another just like it makes it so much like pop so much more and it's so so good i love it and they like i feel like for the most part like even tanjiro's wet red hair is a little bit more toned down the green isn't super bright um, I just feel like most colors in the show are darker and always that blue is so bright blue too that not only is it a different art style, but the colors are purposely brighter than everything else around it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I can, that's the one thing I could watch a show a million times and, or even just go back and watch YouTube clips of just like the, all the water breathing styles, because those are always the most beautiful parts of every episode. Yeah. Absolutely. One really cool thing I learned about the show is that, um, they actually use CG in a lot of scenes but it's done so well and they really pick where they want to use it that you really never notice it like um i I don't know i feel like i have a decent eye for catching that stuff because most of the time especially in anime cg incredibly incredibly stands out and it Mm -hmm. usually looks terrible it's perfect like the mix they use for the show i think is perfect like i I can't really tell yeah they they nail it really really well uh yeah because like uh like it was definitely one thing i remember watching the first time through was like like you start slowly like you know it's there but like half the time like where in other shows it's very very blatant that it's there you got to look for it right so oftentimes you just end up forgetting about it anyways even with you even if you are like fully aware that it's there you just it's so well done you don't care and it just it looks so so good so yeah like i mean and like that's a big thing i find like combat heavy shows either struggle with it's either the animation and the fights is amazing and the plot makes no goddamn sense or the character development is is nonsensical i'm gonna take a shot at like fate the fate stay series like they're like the show follows the same plot every time and it's always a it's always like it's always a mess but the animation's incredible so you don't get mad um but this it's just like it's it's just a a fine blend of everything They, they do everything perfect i can't be mad one thing i one thing i really like about it is it feels a lot like uh like a real fight would of where it's not this incredibly long drawn out thing where there's like uh, a million monologues and standing there monologuing yeah yeah. it it feels like they get into the fight they trade a couple blows and then like he gets he like gets it like he gets what the final blow is and it happens like Mm -hmm. it's not like this three episode long fight which i mean don't get me wrong it is known I'm a big DBC fan, so I love those 18 episode long fights. But I think the way that they do it here is really good. I like it. Yeah, I'm all for seeing yeah. the spirit bomb they, charge, but like, yeah, like this is like this. This is well, well done. The timing seems like reasonable. It's to the point. Like I don't remember there being many even moments within episodes that feel like they're wasting time. Mm-hmm. Like the show doesn't waste time. It's always building out lore, building out characters, or building up the next thing, next action scene. That's another thing that I think why the show did well. The animation, because everyone would talk about it on Twitter, post about it, and all the anime fans like, wow, that looks beautiful. I have to go back and watch it. But then another thing is once you get in, you never feel bored. Or they're always going forward, which is something that someone could fall off DBZ or even Naruto I fell off a couple times because I'm like, everything just feels like it takes so long and there's so much just wasted time. Here, it's like everything's so well done yeah. and looks beautiful now that being that being said and just like just i know we're going a bit down the rabbit hole of like how anime kind of like does its thing but i mean i think a lot of shows and a lot of studios and everything like that have really refined that that 
that like process through the years. Like I mean, we we take kind of cracks at DBZ and Naruto. We got to remember these are older shows too, right? Like I mean, yes, true, right? Super isn't, but Super like they just were like we're gonna keep with the trope because it's ours, right? Like we made this our thing, right? So, but I mean, like a lot of other shows, they've I think they've really lessened up on it. But Demon Slayer just like went right in and we're like, okay, we know we know exactly what we're doing. We're not wasting time. Um, even our humor is like well timed and like doesn't seem like it's forced or anything like that. It's it's great. Um, yeah, no no complaints. I also yeah, I really guess, yeah, we, go on. I was gonna say I also really like how when he went to the, uh he went to the the training like he brought like the Urodaki like uh what is it called that we were talking uh, about the, the, the uh, Hayori Hori Hayori Hayori yeah he brought yeah. one it brought his his it was like yeah really cool touch really yeah. cool his which is I think it's funny that like um we know the demon recognizes um the, like in a, the, the, the actual Hayori and the mask as well but he mentions the mask he doesn't mention the exact replica Hayori which i found really funny as well yeah i think but yeah well i mean like you got to think too like sabito wasn't wearing like the the same colors um, true it's been if it has been era yeah that's a kind of a harder thing to remember but the fos mask that show up every couple of years probably is a lot easier okay yeah. that makes yeah. more sense but okay like I feel like the demon, like, you got to be a dick to leave a guy behind, right? Like, the uh, Tanjiro jumped in to save the kid, and the kid didn't even have a second thought about trying to help Tanjiro and just dip. It's every man for himself in there, dude. I I think it's also because he was incredibly scared and way over his head, because I don't think we know what the, right now at least, uh, we don't know what the other trainers are doing. Yeah, you know, maybe Uradakis was incredibly hard training. Like maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Danjiro went through the hardest training you could, and like a lot of these other other kids probably just trained a little bit and then was thrown in there. Maybe that's well, ain't what... good enough because thirteen kids died. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like their top <laughs> it tier. Ain't that good? I mean, I don't know. Like, I I think um, I think probably compared to everyone else, like they're not cutting through boulders, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just that's a, true. That's a big that, thing. That is definitely true. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, doing do any of them no water breathing? Is that even a thing that other people teach? Is that really a necessity for Demon Slayer? Yeah, that's true. And that's something that even um, they don't really go into at all during the season. So that's that is something that's um, that's a really good point that I thought about. Like, oh, yeah, like everyone should be close to Tanjiro. Anyone could help Tanjiro take him down. But nah, they'd probably that'd be like me walking into that forest. <laughs> I'd run for my fucking life, too. Are you kidding me? And like another good uh, thing to think about, too, is I assume. The forest is really big, so that everyone has to go up against that mutated demon thing. Yeah, some people like, just get through with like not having to deal with that thing, right? Yeah, because otherwise everyone yeah. would be dead, and no one would have made it in the past X yeah. many years, like thirteen years. Yeah, exactly. Right. I do. I do think we need to talk about the the like the uncomfort level that they kind of like make you feel when basically it's showing how he killed off like Sabito and Mokomo. Like, I mean, like, Oh yeah. I forgot how like that is like, it is like, it makes your skin crawl because there's, you don't see it, but like you have, like you have the, like you you have the silhouette and the silhouette is so, it's done so well. And like, it's yeah. Like, like the whole, the emotions you feel like you, you relate to Tanjiro really well. Cause he's just like, as soon as basically he starts monologuing, he's like, all right, this is it. I'm gone. I'm I'm coming for you. Right. Like doesn't hesitate at all. Right. So, yeah, I think yeah, like like, and that's a theme that I think we need to give the show credit for because we talk about we've talked about the gore before and like how essential it is to the show, but like this is gore without 
being like the gore being there. You know what I mean? Like even when the kid was getting eaten, like you had the sounds, but you didn't have the image, but you knew, like you knew. And like, I mean, it's that, like, it's that kind of like, like psychological thing where it's like, you don't need to see it. And that's, that's the worst part. Like you're coming up with the images in your head. Right. So yeah, sometimes less is more for stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. One of the things I really like about that is they bring this up, right? And it's horrifying and you're you're like totally against the demons, right? And then immediately flip it around. Like it's it, it's it's very similar to what I remember a lot with uh, Bleach, like once they really start getting into stuff uh, where they kind of like talk about the other side. Like, yeah, they're demons, but like they can't really control like what's going on. They were real people who went through like really horrifying stuff and like, that end scene of where he's just like brother will you hold my hand or whatever like oh like it's so emotional <laughs> yeah that's the that's the, yeah that's well, those are all that's such a good part of the show is kind of seeing a little bit of the backstory and all that of each team and then it's it's really cool there as well but i guess um just kind of on the sabito thing is that right after we see them die and tenjiro instantly jumps in and we go back to them where sabito's um sabito sorry um, talks about like how your breathing's uneven, calm down, and all that kind of stuff. And then the two siblings have a conversation there about how he, uh, Tenjiro broke the biggest rock. Yeah, he sliced, guess, the, he sliced the biggest boulder. Yeah. I guess the one thing I wish we could have seen is I wish we would have seen uh, Sabato's. Like, you see, like, how big of a difference there really was. Because, like, from all we know, Tanjiro's could have been a centimeter bigger or it could have been three times the size. Like, I think that, I don't think that would have been a necessary thing. But we just know that Tanjiro's stronger. That, that's all we know now. But I think it'd be such a cool one because it took Tanjiro a year to catch up to Sabito um, that we could have seen like how big the power difference there is now besides the fact that Tanjiro won and didn't. It's not something that makes me upset about the show, but I think that would have been a really cool thing that like in the distance as those who were talking, you could see a much smaller boulder be cut in half and you make that assumption to Sabito's. But um, that's just the one thing that kind of watching it back, I'm like, I wish I knew really how strong um sabato is because we know he was one of the strongest but how big that power gap is we have no idea keep you guessing well it's yeah, just it that's right? true. yeah because you like i mean you, we got we get reminded really quick like like in the first three episodes that like tanjiro's like he's a he's a punk like he's got like he's got no skills he's got no martial prowess whatsoever um and this is like the first time you actually see him really against uh, like in the role he's supposed to be in, which is him going to fight demons, and now you're just like, okay, how strong is he? How strong is demon? Like Sabito basically like worked him for like years, and then you know in, he died to this demon, right? So it makes you try and try and level up where everything's at, and yeah, you like like Dylan said, it keeps you guessing, right? It's nice. But do you guys have anything else to talk about this episode? Always, I think that's a really good transition into this week's topic. I, I um, think I think yeah. this episode just like really catalyzed. Like, all right, I'm on board. I'm I'm like so ready for it. Like getting <laughs> really? into that like heavy action. Like, I'm so excited for the, the like the next couple episodes too. Good, but with that, we kind of ended on talking about how Tanjiro was a punk and he did a bunch of training and he went on to find a selection. So my question to you two is do you think with two years of training from your current form to two years from now, do you think you'd be strong enough to last seven days and pass final selection? James, I want you to go first. Well, okay. I might not be strong enough, but I'm going to be smart enough to hang right around the freaking trees, dude. I ain't going anywhere as deeper than I got to. We know that that part of the mountain basically up is all demons. You stay around that borderline. They're not going to come anywhere as close to those trees, dude. 
They're not going to go anywhere near it. And they bloom all year round. I'm golden. I just got to be smarter. I don't have to be stronger. So, yes, you're going to pass, oh, but yeah. you're going to do it by being a little bitch? Oh, hey, dude. What happens when you have to fight a real demon outside of the woods? Yeah, we fight about it. It was one-on-one -on -one at that point, dude. I don't got to worry. <laughs> all right, Dylan. Is the mutated demon there? Oh, it's got to be. Yes, but he's not targeting you. If I don't have to fight him, I could do it. I do it easy. Any reason why? You're just confident. In two years, you get jacked and just be a badass? Yeah. You, you believe in that? Yeah, I'll be running down like the mountain all day. I'll be doing push-ups. <laughs> I'd be ready for it, dude. What about you, Andrew? Okay. What about you? Do you think you can make it? I'd like to think I'd have a chance. I definitely feel like I'd have a little bit. I If I was to die, it'd be because of like the hero syndrome. And I see someone else in danger like Tanjiro. I don't know if I'd go after the giant ass one, but like a little bigger one that maybe ate two or three people that I probably couldn't take on. I try to save it. I could see myself dying in that situation. But if I just kind of was kind of played it like James, I think I could survive. There you go. For but all I, I definitely jump in. I jump in with half a Tanjiro skills against <laughs> someone way outmatched. So for anybody who hasn't listened to our other podcast, we frequently make fun of Andrew for having main character syndrome and being the main character. So this time it finally bites him in the ass. This is, this is yeah, nice. It would be. I'm not the main character. I just have the main character syndrome. But with that, Dylan, take it away and what's this week's secret? So here's the Taisho secret for you. They actually bring up the Taisho period, which is a real period that happened in Japan from 1912 to 1926. So we, and we have like an actual time frame for when this show is taking place, which is super, super cool. So it takes place sometime in the early 1912 or 1910s to the early 1920s, which is super cool. And also, we are in the Reiwa period right now, which actually just started in May 1st of 2019. And how long is the period normally? Do you know? There isn't. It, it's actually based on the emperor and like how long they're around and how long their line is around. So it, it could be like two, three years if something happens to them. Or it could be incredibly long. Like, there's some periods that lasted decades. So there is no actual um, set date on it. But whenever there's a new period, it's actually a super, super big deal and considered a big churning point. Huh. Super cool. I guess I never, I remember them mentioning the periods, like, during the show. But I never had any interest in going back and looking them up. Probably would have been a cool thing to actually understand the time period and all that. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought because I thought the show was like out of time, like it was just yeah. like one of those fantasy things out of time. But no, it's it's a time, and they're in Japan because they're use, they're using like dates and stuff from Japanese periods. So yeah, it's well, it, that is true. It's yeah, and like I mean, like it, it, like the nice part is too is it lines up with like what you see the villages too. Like I mean, the initial village where Tanjiro goes down the mountain, there is electricity. There's electricity there, and which makes sense for like early you know 1910s. You know what I mean? Which is which is kind of neat, right? So. Yeah, I'm glad they. Which makes me wonder, like, what, like, what other like technology they're gonna like implement and like show up, which would be like, you know, nice little wor world building, right? Yeah, no, that's all super cool. That's a really good secret, Dylan. But with that, I think we're coming towards the end of this week's episode. Uh, yeah. So with that, guys, if you could, as Dylan like let you guys know before, hit us with that five star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to, and tell your friends all about us. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all your updates on this podcast and other content that we do. But that will be all for this week's episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. We hope to see you guys back here next Wednesday.
涙を落としている」